welcome everybody to another brand new episode of the Emerald Perspective. Woo! We've been gone for a while, but we're back and we're ready to give you a little bit of our perspective on what's happening in the world. This is Mike. What's up, everybody? This is LJ. And it's your boy, Stu. You're... Oh my gosh, we are back, everybody. It's been so long. Yep. Last episode was in October, and it was just me, Solo Dolo, talking oh, about yeah. talking about <laughs> Squid Game. And what? Yeah, wow, that was a long time ago. Like I feel like so much has changed in the world since Squid Game was it on top. It's just a different place to be at right now. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So um, what have you guys been up to these last couple months? Honestly, not much has changed, you know, just plugging away, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have it. Yeah, just plugging away, you know, trying to uh, get on top of everything. And the pandemic's almost over, so that's nice. Actually, midnight tonight, Washington State's lifting the mask mandates. Pretty and much so, everything was Yeah, pretty much everything. So was it midnight tonight or last no, night? Tonight. tonight. So what, yeah. are those, what are those guys driving to D.C. for? That, that's what that – oh, my <laughs> The DC convoy. First of all, first of all, these guys are copycats. They did it in Canada first. So, like, if you're gonna protest, be creative at least. And you guys are protesting mandate uh, laws and stuff, or like vaccine mandates, and they're no more. So, really, you're just wasting gas. (laughs) And gas prices are terrible now. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. So, that was a weird tangent. But what about (laughs) you, Stuart? How have you been? (laughs) Same old, same old, man. Um, nothing really has changed. I mean, besides, I think the only thing like very, like monumental of my life. For those that know, that have followed me on social media, know that I have had long hair, dreadlocks for a long time. How many years? So long hair, I've had it for six. Dreads, I had for two and a half. Okay. And so, um, and if you guys have kept up with my social media, they came off last week. Um, very emotional time of separating from my, I still have my dreads. I'm actually rewashing them and, uh, donating them to locks of love. What? So um, I didn't know you could do that with dreads. Oh, that's why you saved them. I was, I thought that was weird that you saved them and you weren't donating. He's going to clone himself. I'm (laughs) going to put it on a shrine of myself. Just to remind me of what I used to have. Two stews. (laughs) Two stews. Yeah, no, but, um, yeah, that's, it's just that, um, I got my nose pierced, which were my dad. Um, thought it was a booger in my nose on a post I did a couple of days ago and called me and said, son, you need to make sure that when you <laughs> post something that you don't have boogers in your nose, not knowing the fact that I had a, and it was funny because when he said it, he saw that there was a, he said that he saw a booger inside my right nostril looking yeah. inverted. It's my left one. Mm-hmm. And he saw the stem of my nose ring hanging out. And then on the top, it's a stud on the top is the actual stud. And so my dad was like, yeah, I saw a booger in your nose. And then it was on top of your nose. And I'm like. It's not a booger, Dad. It's it's my nose. It's my nose stud. So mm. it's a super booger. So I mean, that's the only thing that's changed. I'm still part of a, a church plant over here in Washington. Um, I think the last episode I was working at Target. I got fired from Target um, for yeeting a, a lady who assaulted me and a team member, mm-hmm. and yeet, I yeeted her out the store. And they said the way I did it was very. Um, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. No, yeah. not at all. Did you just post about Target? Like saying you should go work there. Yeah, it's a so because <laughs> oh, <coughs> LG knows LG knows he worked there. Even like your sister knows that have worked at Target. The yeah. starting pay was eight bucks when you first worked oh, there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. now eighteen. Okay. Eighteen bucks, and even it can go up to twenty one. So yeah. it's like, bro. So and I have to say, Target still was one of my favorite jobs. I was like one of the managers there. It was fun. Mm. It was great to be a part of. I messed up, regardless of how. What? 
Well, it was I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. You should have let her assault you. She did. She slapped the like crap more. out of me. Oh yeah. Well, she slapped. So you should have started she crying me and... by slapping me in the face, <laughs> punching me in the nuts, and calling me the n word five times. So once she Damn. called me the n word, I just dragged her. Was she like a crackhead? Because then the rules change. You know, if she's a druggie, then you can't just leave. We her don't alone. know because she she she's still in jail right now to this day. So wow. I actually testified against her on Zoom. Then you snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one she assaulted. We have a snitch in the building, y'all. Yeah, and no, so she um, she got sentenced. Snitch your old perspective for assault. She got. I think two years in prison. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Orange is the new black. Because it's assault. <laughs> oh my god. It's because it's assault. So like, and I guess it wasn't her first time. But okay. She, she assaulted someone at the other store. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I testified against her, and it's funny because like Target's well aware of it now, and they try to reoffer my job back, and I said no, just because like I didn't want to be walking around on eggshells while I work, and already at that point, if you were really fast on so letting me go, that what was the point of staying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no. Worries. But other than that, Target in itself is. Great place to work. So anyone in the in the area of Seattle, if you're looking for a job that you don't need any educational uh, background, you don't need any really work experience, you just have to show up and be on time. And be ready to get smacked in your face. And the <laughs> oh, company won't do anything about it if it happens. Truth. Truth. That's, so, what, that's but, where that extra $5 is coming from. It's hazard pay. But that's it's it. hazard it's duty pay. hazard pay, right? <laughs> I know, like two weeks after True. Stu uh, was not at Target anymore, I went to that Target and somebody had locked themselves in the bathroom, and there was like a hostage situation. And on yeah, the Barton I, one, I was like, "Where's Stewart? Oh my, <laughs> God. we need him. Where's yeah. Maui? Bring him out." So the the man, like for those that know acid protection, a lot of people know in the state and just state of asset protection, asset. not acid. Acid, yeah, not that. Sorry, um, they're not allowed. I think it changes in some areas uh, in the United States, but you're not allowed to touch people. You like yeah. you just have to like walk them out and do all that stuff. So since that's happened, especially in the Seattle area, there has been a theft uprise. There has been like like theft rings established that were it's just been crazy. Yeah. And assault has been happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was asset protection, I there was times where there was like one moment. I, we don't, don't want to go long on this, but when I was uh, one of the security guards, I told this one guy not to go to a blind spot of the store. And I says, if you want to walk out here with no problems, like do not go to. The-. And so he did, and I like, like he faced bloodied, full on. He was a six five, like Native American guy. Well, shout, shout out to my Native Americans, I love you guys. <laughs> I, I don't want to make it sound like he's like that was the reason why I did it. Um, but I yeeted him. I full on like was like clocking him in the face, and I stopped because he started crying for his mom. And then that's when I kind of just like, You're like, damn, this guy is tough. This guy needs more help than I can offer. Yeah, I know. Than these fists can offer. Yeah. <laughs> Some, Some people like, need an ass whooping. He yeah. needs a talking so to. Him. So I'm then glad. you bust. Then you transformed from acid protection steward to pastor steward. <laughs> Let me pray for you, sir. Yo, Stu, that just reminded me of a uh, dog, the bounty hunter. Like <laughs> this guy, dog, the bounty hunter, and his crew will beat the dog. Shit out of people, yeah. and then he'll hand him a cigarette and talk to him about Jesus. Yeah, he like, did. Every you know, <laughs> wow, you gotta change your life, bro. That's the no, like wow, that's like, like bro. I'm not listening to you. Just beat my ass, Jay. Yeah, that's the most the... accurate depiction because literally, I walked him out the store and I was like, bro, you gotta do better. You have to do better. <laughs> Take a boxing class or something. You just yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you start feeling bad. You, you can't be this bad. big over here getting your ass. <laughs> Yeah, I man, let's I don't want to prolong this conversation, but hey, for those who are wanting to get asset protection, do not do that. Like protect yourself, like just follow rules and just, just don't do it. Yeah, I'm, do it do a story did. He protected himself. That's what yeah. that's the basis of what we're talking <laughs> no, about. No, no. <laughs> the company is not more important than your well being. Yeah, I think that's yeah, exactly. what we're exactly. gonna say at Definitely. the very end of the day. Yeah, and it was not man, mentally it was like a, a dream. Steal as much as you can from Target. Don't do it. <laughs> 
They won't stop. Don't yeah, just yeah, don't, I know don't do it, man. In San Francisco, like in downtown San Francisco, they have the same thing. Like they can't even. I think it's a certain amount of goods you steal is not chargeable. No, as a like a felony. So yeah. people are like, "Yup." Well, at least at least it's not a felony in in the state of Washington. It's nothing. They just mm. like they like apprehend you, you let, let it go, and they let you walk free. Yeah, and then they There's waste nothing. like five other guys' time trying to get to the bottom of this, and nothing ever gets solved, and then you just write it off. And, uh, you know, I had everything to do with last year, you yeah. know, with all the protests and police brutality and stuff like that. And I feel like in Washington and in a lot of other cities, we kind of took it too far. Like, I believe in, you know, our citizens' rights, absolutely. And I feel like the law is too tough on people, but they went so hard in that direction. It's like hard to really prosecute anybody anymore, especially in Seattle and in Washington. Fuck these corporations. That's what I say. If they are considered people, I'm going to treat them like people. I'm going to rob, steal, kill them. (laughs) And they got insurance, you know? They're like, please steal it. I get fucking a dollar five for every dollar. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, uh, what is it? I was going to say something about it. I mean, for the most part, just, again, protect yourself. That's all that matters. Your well-being is more than the company's whatever. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's the lesson I learned. But, um, yeah, so that's why that's been going on in my life. That was really, good. That really. was good. That was the most entertaining, you know, monologue about our lives. Yeah, right. Yours, you know? <laughs> Beating up Native American people, you Hey, hey, you hey, jerk. hey shut He up didn't beat him up because he was Native American. He no. beat him up, and he happened to be. But he was, like, tall. He was huge. He was 6'5". He reminded you, know? you of Bro, uh, one six, flew over three. the cuckoo's nest. But he was huge. And so, like, I was, he charged me. That's the only reason why I swung on him. Yo, y'all, quick story about Stu. Growing up with Stu, I played ball with him my whole life. And we played football, so it's a very contact sport. Stu, uh, Stu would hurt people on the field, and then he would feel bad about it. I remember one time, Stuart hit this kid so hard, his collarbone broke. And he was laying on the field, and Stuart comes over to me, and he's, like, blubbering. My guy's, like, about to start crying. He <laughs> felt so damn bad about hurting this kid. And I looked at him, and I'm, you know I me, mean, I'm a jerk. So I was, and I was like, yeah, bro, put him down. And Stuart was just like, yo, I, I hope he's okay. I hope yeah. he can go to school tomorrow. Stuart, like, that's not your fault. That's the fault of his parents for breeding weak genes together. Ooh, that's the fault on, of his on. coach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for putting Yikes. him in a position to, nah, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, that's crazy. What about, what about you, Mike? You, I, you, me? I just found out, Mike. By the way, Jay, Mike Coda had his second surgery. Yep. Yo, for those, Coda is Mike's little uh, little baby. Little yeah, uh, my dog. Uh, yeah. What happened? So like, I know they he had that. one knee surgery like two years ago, and it was like at the beginning of COVID, so it kept getting rescheduled. Yeah. And so by the time he finally got the surgery, the doctor was like. It's all a matter of when, not if the other one goes, and then the other one went. So now. Now we have two uh, surgical knees, and hopefully this is not a problem anymore. My guy, cyborg dog. Yep. If, if it happens again, we're just gonna cut off the legs and add wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Meals for wheels. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Man, Coda sounds a lot like me. Sheesh. And then uh, torn ACL yeah. game. I was in San Diego a couple weeks at the beginning of hey. February, visiting my sister Megan. She's playing for San Diego State, and. Went down there, and it was really weird because they were just, like, Seattle was very tight on their mask, uh, like, people oh. wearing them and stuff. Like, everybody wears them. If you're not wearing them, you're, like, looked at kind of weird. But then I went down to San Diego, and nobody was wearing masks, not in the airport, not in the hotel, not on the streets. So it was actually really nice like to as soon as not you, wear a mask. Like, as soon as you approach San Diego and, like, get into the airport? Yeah, or? like, everyone's mask was off. They oh. didn't care. I was like, this is weird. But yeah, that's how it was like in Utah too. Nobody really used gave. to it. 
uh, some mass mandates come off at like midnight tonight. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. I mean, that's uh, one good thing to come out of Seattle right now. You know, sports community kind of wild. Russ leaving. BY got cut. They didn't, you know, they released him. It's uh, kind of a sad time in sports, but the MLB is back. That collective bargaining agreement got figured out. And uh, yeah, we got the Mariners. Thank God. Cause, woo uh, woo. But, uh, we, we needed something. Have you guys uh, heard about what happened to Brittany Griner in Russia? Yo, hey, Man. yo. Yeah, that's to be uh, her. She carried a weed pen or something, some hashish oil onto a Russian flight, and yes, the dog sniffed it out, and now she's facing five to ten in the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the gulag. <laughs> You yeah, know, she's about uh, to be productive over there. She's like twice the size of everybody in that. It bitch. is just the worst timing for her to pull that because obviously, you know, with the Russia invasion of the Ukraine, it's just really difficult right yeah, now. Yeah, like this is literally the worst timing that you could have tried to sneak some shit onto a plane. Like, yeah. like yeah. what are you thinking? And like, you know, Russia does not fuck with Americans nope. like at all. Not no. Unless you play basketball, I guess. Especially all the sanctions. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it at the end about... Uh, about current events, but man, even with all like the sanctions, they're like, man, the economy in Russia right now is like dwindling. Yeah, I'm about to yeah. invest in some rubles. Rubles? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's less than a penny over there. Yeah. Exactly. It's I'm gonna cheap. use my oh, my Roblox yeah, dollars that I got and, Yikes. and purchase. Some and it's rubles. just crazy because you feel like Brittany Griner is a top five player in the WNBA right now, and if it was like. LeBron or Steph Curry or somebody like that, which they would never do. Yeah, but wouldn't be in that situation. No. I feel but like. if it were them, it would dominate the sports news cycle every morning, every day. They'd be counted down because we don't even know. Well, maybe we should have a better women's league here than that's longer than two months, so then that they don't have to go to these other countries and yeah. do stupid Honestly, shit in the airport. I heard, I saw that angle too, and it is unfortunate that they have to go play other sports. But if you look at like the NBA, the NFL, MLB. All them guys back in the day at the genesis of those leagues, they had extra jobs. They had they worked at like you know a, a tool supply store or their dad's like mar- you know market convenience store. Like they don't make enough money holistically in the league yeah. for them to to have a longer. They're subsidized season. by the NBA. Yes, they yeah. are. Yes, which a lot of people don't know. They also create a lot of like, I mean, there's some. I mean, I saw some NBA players that they work. At the like in the program facilities, like even in like the main corporate offices, they give them like opportunities for like employment on the off season. I think, and also it just comes down to with because like context, Matt or Matt, Mike actually brought this up to me because it's only in the summer, right, for women's yeah, basketball. They so they have months. to find ways of employment, so they play internationally, and that's the reason why she's in Russia right now. And but it also just comes down to revenue. Like mm-hmm. people just do like there could be easier ways to extend the season a little bit longer to like prolong the um, what do you call it compensation stuff like that benefits and all that but dude nobody watches your no even in the championship they said that it doesn't even like get to the point of draw revenue wise it's even like a 76er game on a regular tuesday night yeah and that's terrible and we can talk about why that is and like social issues with women's basketball but at the end of the day it just doesn't make enough money to justify that lower the rim yeah (laughs) i mean the ball is smaller at the end of the day but they're hey but Granted, nowadays, like dunking in women's basketball now is very common. Yeah, there's like it's not there's very, some high schoolers that are doing. It's way more common than it was Flauge. before. It was only Candace Parker, or I even mean, before. that's just evolution in, in Lisa training. Leslie yeah. and I mean, you got kids now in eighth Did grade. Did Lisa Leslie ever dunk? Yeah, in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I but know. she was like the only she one. Beast, she was like the first. Yeah, she was a unicorn back then. So I mean, 
I, you got kids now, eighth, ninth grade, breaking state records and high jump, long jump, 100-meter dash. Like, it's just the amount of training we have now has evolved so much. Like, yeah, you're going to see so many more women being able to dunk in the WNBA and earlier. So, I mean, yeah, I, the sport is just if you are a f- – this, this is what I would say to people that feel like the WNBA is not getting their just due. You have to think about people, everyday working people like us, like some of you that are listening right now, if you only have X amount of dollars to spend on entertainment for your family, are you going to pay to go watch LeBron, Steph Curry, Giannis, people like that? Or are you going to go pay to watch the WNBA? Like, it just really comes down to it. Exactly. You're going to go to the highest level that you possibly can to get the max entertainment for your kids, or are you going to go watch the WNBA? And that's no offense to those ladies because those girls Animals. Are, are monsters. Animals. They, they'll hoop us. But even the worst player in the NBA is amazing. He's, yeah. like, miles better than – you know, the average Joe. So, I mean, it just, it's unfortunate, you know, the dynamic, but it is what it is. Um, and I feel bad for Brittany Griner over there right now. It just feels like she's all alone. Yeah. And I and feel bad because like, okay, let me ask you guys this. Do you think that Brittany Griner is more important than LiAngelo Ball? No. Exactly. No, absolutely not. So, so should Biden be working really hard to get Brittany Griner back? No, I, I mean, I think Trump would bring her back. <laughs> Just I, yeah. I had this conversation. <laughs> I had this conversation on my live like a couple hours ago. I was sitting there saying, if Brittany Griner was a male player, right, or a white player, would she have gotten more support from you know? Well, I think like half white. Well, I think it's hard. This is and this. I Come could on. Be, I mean, those that are listening, like the listeners, like I could be wrong, but I think it does make it ten times harder that it is Russia. Like, yeah, and especially with what's happening yeah, right now. Like in this, like right now, I don't know because no, that's what I'm. So like the reason why I'm saying that is just because of the craziness with Putin, all that stuff happening. Like he ain't gonna see. He don't want to talk to us for shit. Yeah, like he if he tries to, because he has to go through his parliament. His government has to be the ones that have that conversation. And at the end of the day, there's like a group, um, group vote on if they let him in. Yeah. So like that's just a conversation and stuff that that will last yeah. for eons. So that's what. And again. But I do agree because there was a lady on a talk show that actually spoke about this because regardless of what the decision is made and if you can get started, the publicity hasn't blown it up at all. Like it was yeah. like one segment of. A th- but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like for her, even when LiAngelo Ball and he's not even an active NBA player, he's not even a good prospect in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like he's a G League backup he was at the type time, of guy. He would know at the time he was. He had though. just because got of kicked his out of UCLA though. Like, yeah, because well, like of his he, brothers. Oh, it was because of what he did there. Because of what he did because he stole in yeah, because China. At UCLA he actually was projected to be a starter. But like, stole things but that he can thing. afford. When you talk about Brendan Griner, there's like you talk about her in the top five players in the WA no, right no, now. I agree with you. What yeah. You're and so it's just like it's very difficult for me to wrap my head around the fact that we're not fighting harder for like, you know, a national superstar Agreed. over there. And not the we're Olympics. Not, yeah, we're not talking about just the government, but public outrage is completely different, yeah. right? Like what dominated the news like for sports news was trade deadlines, it was the MLB, and then it was US women's soccer and that's predominantly white, white women. Yeah. And everybody Yikes. was so socially justice aware when it came to them getting their just due. And we're sitting here looking at Brittany Griner, you know, she's Such a biracial, a... non-binary, you know, basketball oh, she's player. She's non-binary now. Yeah, and she got like... I mean, they, they are binary. Yeah, binary. and she got like a, a partner, a girl, like a woman, like... Beautiful. His wife is... Their their <laughs> wife... I can't even <laughs> no, you're say You're good, her. you're good, you're good. But yeah, so I just feel like if certain, you know, if the weather was different, we'd see a different reaction. Yeah. I mean, you saw... 
what's her name from uh, Florida when she got kidnapped by her oh, husband? Oh, yeah, that's another Gabby Petito. <laughs> you know, she blew up last year. She dominated news cycles for weeks on TikTok, on social media in general, and the news. Like, they pushed that forward completely. But every day in Montana, we got Native American girls getting, you know, jacked from their homes and <laughs> disappearing, you know? It just, it just feels different. It just feels different. I feel like if the flavor was different, then the, the coverage would be different. Yikes. And if the coverage was different, then more would be done to get an American person out of Russia right now, yeah. in my opinion. And just for everyone on there, man, I think there's a petition, especially to blow this up on media, making it on there. Check it out. Brittany Griner. Look online. It should be on there. That's our name, right? Yes. I right. thought our name was something else. Their Look name. at you. You don't even know. You don't know. See, Griner. that's the problem. No, I'm just kidding. I, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest with you. I was never the really big fan of Griner when she, they went against uh, DeMarcus Cousins and said that I would ball you up. And then she literally, they, I can't even. I like the up. confidence. I but. know because <laughs> in that next game, she only scored like 11 points. And so it's like in a WNBA game. Yeah. It's like, come on. I now. mean, Mike. Right, I mean, we're not gonna go here, but Mike, Mike's a baller. Mike, I feel like he yeah. could, uh, he could get a couple buckets on Brittany Griner. But yeah, she might have the cardio on me, but we'll see, we'll see, we're old. We'll we're see old. what she's looking like when she comes out the gulag. And <laughs> 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 hey, she gonna be fit though. She's That's probably, but accent. on a serious note, please like check it out. I, we need to blow this more up in the media. It needs to be shown. We need to get her back. <laughs> um, but into more of a positive note, Call I mean, it Mike, a summer soldier for, for Mike. Um, it was in the state of Washington was the basketball state championship. But there's some crazy, by the way, if you're watching Washington sports, a lot of upsets happen. Oh, yeah. At the, but the first one, go ahead. Just take it over, Mike. What um, happened? Well, I went to watch the state <laughs> games, just the, the championship games. And the first game I saw was Rainier Beach versus Auburn. And, yo, I was standing right next to Nate Robinson. I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, You're like a foot taller than my, my brother was like, yo, that was Nate Rob. I was like, swear. And he's like, yeah, right there. And I was like, yeah, oh, we don't care about no, Nate Robinson. But no check this. This was this was super funny. During the game, whenever Nate Robinson's sons, he has two sons, whenever mm-hmm. they would go to the free throw line, Auburn's like home crowd was yelling, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul. And then uh, Rainier Beach ended up losing by like ten. And then the next game was my sister's team Garfield ooh, versus ooh. Uh, Lake Washington, and. The last time these guys met in the finals was two years ago when my other sister Megan was on Garfield's team. So, you know, Lake Washington wanted to get their revenge, and it was a good game. Came down to the very last seconds, and Lake Washington ended up losing by one point. My sister's team took home the championship. And I want to let you guys know something. Second championship we got for this household. A couple years ago, Mike's other sister, the older one, Megan, beat the exact same team and the exact same coaching staff to win her state championship. So for the same school. So, I mean, super dope. dope. Yeah. And it was a good ass game. Very fun. And now next year we're looking, my brother, he's probably going to be on varsity next year. Brandon Roy's coming back to coach the Garfield boys. So hopefully my brother can help lead them to a state championship. They lost to, they lost to Auburn. Okay. Semifinals. And yeah, it was, it was good. It's nice to hear uh, good news in sports in Washington right? because, you know, there's a lot of bad going on in Washington. <laughs> a lot. <clears throat> How you guys feel about that Russ and B-Wag? Goodbye. Yikes. I know Stu's a Giants How fan. Do I don't know, man. I'm not. Like, yo, this might call me a bandwagon all you want, but it actually all these like moves are making me want to come back to Seattle to be a Seattle fan again. I mean, I was born and raised. Who are you going to root for? 
A Hawks fan. No, I, I'm just probably... I don't know. The team, do so the thing is, <laughs> I don't jump... Ba- so everyone could tell you when I jump back to the Giants bandwagon, um, the Seahawks lost in the playoffs to the Atlanta Falcons. And I call, I call... I don't care what anyone says. I was at church with everybody. We were at an old church that all of our family went to. And I said, like, here, I'm going to go for the Giants. I think the Seahawks are going to go to the, the Super Bowl and win it. Sure enough, that, ne- that next year, they went to the Super Bowl. Destroyed the... The Broncos. Crazy. <laughs> it's like yeah. destroyed the Broncos. We destroyed them so bad that we had to give them Russell Wilson. It was <laughs> it was bad. Ten like if you guys later. remember that Super Bowl, those that. Anyways, so um, I went back to the Giants, and for the last five years, they have been dirt terrible. And it's okay. I still rep them. I still say, hey, you know what? And Seattle probably for the next couple of years are going to go through a rebuilding stage. And I just have such love. I'm a, Nair- a Mariners fan. I am a Kraken fan. And so it's like it's getting to that point where I'm just like, you know what? I just I love the hometown team, and it broke my heart when Russ and B Wags left. They didn't even text, text Bobby Wagner. Yeah, he I saw found the out the same way we all found out. Like that's messed up, and it's sad because a lot of the Seahawk greats within the last like five six years they haven't left Seattle on good, good terms. terms. Like what yeah. Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas. Uh, well, Cam Chancellor had to retire, but also, he would have left too for sure. Marshawn Lynch wasn't very pleased to be here. Oh, yeah. But, he, I mean, he came back, though. So, I guess that's not a good example. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... For, uh, a qu- for a quick bag, you know. It's bag. interesting that we bet on our 70-year-old head coach instead of our instead of the greatest offensive player the Seahawks have ever had. Absolutely. So in, in history. That hurts as a Seahawk fan. But, like, looking at the numbers, we couldn't afford him. So, if we kept Russell and kept Bobby Wagner... We would not have any money for any other position, and, you guys and we had, would lose. And anyway. you guys have no picks anymore. Yeah, so you have no picks. You guys wouldn't have had picks if you guys didn't make that trade. Yeah, because we traded two first no, rounders for Jamal. Not nothing in the first two rounds. You guys, oh, you had that's every, what you guys, two firsts and a second for Jamal Adams, yeah, which was yeah, yeah. it was rough. And then even more, that so, is the I think that might be one of the worst trades in Seahawks history. Yeah, for a strong safety. Yeah, like, and who didn't even do anything, like, the two years he's been here. Yeah, he has, like, nine sacks. Oh, no, he has, like, 14 sacks and I mean, y'all know this. Picks. The way you win football games is at the line of scrimmage. and For, for cheap. The, for, the, for cheap. But the, in the last four years, Seattle's had a trash pass rush. They've had a trash, you know, offensive lineman. You know, no hogs up front. There's only a couple offensive linemen that are serviceable for the Seattle Seahawks, and one of them is, like, 30, over 35 years old, Dwayne which Brown. is – yeah, Dwayne Brown, which is old he's in football. He's, he's trash. Yeah, he's he's just old. He's just washed up. No, he so was, I mean, he was trash even before that. I mean, he's an All Pro. He's a top five. Yeah, he's a multiple time left tackle all-pro. in the league. Yeah, so I mean, but I, everyone else is like bottom. That's probably 30. why. It's probably because everyone he's around. Just you know, is you'd so be hard old. pressed to name ten tackles better than him. I mean, Walter Jones. He's old. He's retired. I know. He's retired. What about I know. Um, I know. The, active tackles? The retired. one for the Niners, Trent Williams. He's probably top three. And he's old. Yeah, he's he old. He's old. And there's like two of them for the New England Patriots. They got like two of them motherfuckers. And Penai. Yeah. Penis Sewell. <laughs> oh, he's bad. <laughs> he's bad. Yeah, he's well, nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah. A lot of chaos in we'll sports, see. though. Uh, the Seahawks said that a lot of reports are indicating that they might try to go after Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Why, Watson. What happened? what happened, Mike? Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> he cleared his uh, cases. The I guess the nine women that they brought in front of the grand jury, uh, they only interviewed or they only test like had one testify, and that wasn't enough. Which is kind of sad because if if Deshaun Watson did do all of those things, and that's really messed up to like all the survivors. It's just but we got the massage parlors up here, you know. 
But then I think the problem was too, especially especially a lot of their stories weren't consistent. It kept like it was like changing, even during the which again it happens with sexual I, assault. Like, yeah, but it was it's hard like, to have evidence. I, for it's that. hard to have evidence for it, but yeah. at the same time, it was like drastic changes. Like, yeah, I, wait, yeah, I yeah. thought you said he came at this time. What are you? What are you? So again, I'm not standing. Like, if he did, it, I really hope. Like, if no, sir, I said he busted I'm, a nut at this time. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So I believe I believe Antonio Brown. More than I believe Deshaun Watson, but the grand jury decided not to indict. So I mean, he's he's fine, or not to convict. You know what so they say: fine. if you have money, the law will work in your favor. Like, well, oh yeah, but at this, like I saw, um, Adam Chef, what's his name? Adam Chef. He shared yeah. a, what his post about it is like since day one, since the allegations started, they said like please investigate. Like they said like they welcomed the investigators into the whole. Like and it's been what? How long? Like a year or two? Like yeah. it's been like a long time. He hasn't played. Yeah, it was so, a lot of women though. It was a lot of people. Yeah, but it was just so convenient how all these allegations came up like the moment he says, "I'm not playing for the Houston Texans." Yes. And then the like the lawyer who found all these women was a friend Fred, of the owner. Yeah. So, so it just looks very yikes. suspicious. I'm like I'm like fifty fifty on it. Like with Deshaun, like I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he just doesn't seem like that topper. Obviously, none of us know him, but. In his experience in the media and as a pro, like it just seemed so weird that it was Deshaun Watson. I can name like eight other quarterbacks where I could be like, "Yo, I could see that." But with <laughs> <Ben> Deshaun, <Roethlisberger coughs> I mean, that already happened. So <laughs> twelve year wait, but you know, I mean, hey, he's a free man, so he's on the table right now for Seattle if they want to. He go wants a team with a good head coach. A good line and a good defense, and as of right That's now, Seattle is not it. We have he needs to go to. Pittsburgh. We have Jordan Brooks on defense. Pittsburgh would be dope. He needs Pittsburgh to go to like in the chat, man. I don't even know. I said chat, but um, for those sports fanatics, I personally, what are, actually, let's talk about this. I think he should go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's I mean, they do have a history of taking on womenizers Yikes. as a quarterback. <laughs> so they're ready for it. They're ready. They're That's ready. not nice. Mason Rudolph would be pissed. Yeah, right. Take his helmet off. <laughs> Mason Rudolph got a dent in his head, anyways. Yeah, you know? for real. And he's dookie, anyways. So straight butt. Um, what about like some of the other quarterbacks? Who else? Do Do you think Seahawks should go for a quarterback that's out there currently, or should they draft a quarterback? No, currently, like there's a guy that they're looking into right now. Um, they're not ready. Wait, to, Willis. Yeah, they're not ready to win in the next two years. So you might as well draft a quarterback. Draft yes, it, it's understandable, but I think at least I don't know. Go Someone like Deshaun, though, it's like he's young still. He's not. If that's on the table, I would say go get Deshaun. Obviously, that's why I've been saying this whole time. Like, you go get Deshaun. But if you can't support a quarterback like that, then what the hell is the point in paying yeah. that much? Yeah. That's or, why they traded Russ, because they can't support a or, quarterback. Like I don't that. care if you I also think but there's quarterbacks no. right now, like, um, what's his name? I think. Um, Oh, what's his Teddy name? Bridgewater, James Winston, James Winston, but uh, no, no, Mitch he, Trubisky, Gardner Minshew, De- Minshew. That's what I like. I feel like you guys should take. I would choose Minshew out of all. I like Gardner Minshew. What? I'm a big fan Bro, of Gardner Minshew. Lo, here, lo, lo. okay, let's just look at some stats. In two years, he's thrown 5,500 yards. Yeah, he's 36 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Uh, like that's that's somebody who could start in the league. I mean, he's short. He's like Russell Wilson, white version. Yeah. No. Pass. Hey. They, okay, what Mason or what's his name? Um, Drew, Drew Lock. We'll just roll with him or what? I think they need to get rid of Drew Lock. <laughs> they need to use a few assets to bring a different quarterback. And if that's if that's the option they're going to go with to trade. But again, 
it doesn't make sense to trade for a quarterback if you can't support the quarterback. Yeah. It doesn't make like, any sense. Like, Deshaun Watson won't come here unless there's a chance to win. Yeah. And, I mean, he does have DK and Tyler Lockett and yeah. Noah Fant now, I guess. Like if, hey, like, Noah Fant's bad, all right? I, I just, he is good. He's good. I think he's that was bad a good, or good? He's, like, in a good way. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He's, a, he's nasty. I use him in – I put my uh, creative player on that, and I use him all the time. But the problem is, is – them releasing Bobby Wagner is a huge statement that they are in full rebuild mode. And so if you or are... just didn't want to pay him. Because, you know, Jordan Brooks got more what. tackles last year than he did. Yeah. But that's why. Like, you get rid of that contract so you have enough cap space to get other players and other assets. That's why they're stockpiling draft picks right now. They're just going to rebuild the entire team. Now, you got guys on that roster like you're talking about, like Jordan Brooks. These guys are young. And so you can build around these and types cheap. of guys. Oh, yeah, and they're so cheap. cheap. Jordan Brooks... He is not bad. He's very slept on in terms of his yeah, draft class. Like he's not a bad uh, middle linebacker. So I mean, when well, you have you guys checked out Malik, the guy from yeah. Liberty U? Yeah, he's I mean, nice. But I'm like sure. his conference is weak. That's why That's people right. from Gonzaga don't go very high because they were like West Coast conference is weak as fuck. No, it it's weak. super garbage. But when he played in the Senior Bowl, he did really well. Like, where do you go, Liberty? Yeah, Liberty he has an arm. He can throw the he, fucking ball. He played in the Senior Bowl and did a really good job. Played against like. Top, like, top prospect. But I feel like we are, when it comes to Russ, right, we're... Uh, we depended on him too much to win all the games. Yeah. And, and now he that he's not there, it's like, we're, uh, we have no Seattle. chance. He carried Seattle. We have, like, a distorted <laughs> perception of drafting quarterbacks now because Russ was so... He was such a low, like, ceiling type of draft pick at quarterback. And he paid off dividends for us. But that's a very special case. He's like a guy that was in the right system at the right time, and he had enough talent to become what he is today. Malik has enough talent. Absolutely, he does have enough talent. But is that – are we going to pull the same, you know, lightning strikes twice, like, with that quarterback? I don't know. Okay, I mean, run it, do it, whatever it I don't takes. know. It's very difficult. People think that, like, a quarterback like Russ comes every day of the week. Like, you're not going to get these types of quarterbacks every draft. Like, that just doesn't happen. Also, you, side note. Uh, Sean Merriman, if you hear this, you're probably one of the dumbest people that even talk about anything like analytical when it comes to sports. Did you guys hear what he said on? Uh, I think he got interviewed about yeah, it. Yeah, I sent it. I sent it. Yeah, like the guy's an idiot. Oh yeah, it was on Snap. That's how I found out. Yeah, I sent it to the group chat. Sean Merriman, you're an idiot, bro. What like, did he say? Complete idiot. He said that basically Russ is gonna struggle in the AFC West and because of how competitive. No context, zero context when he said that stupid like point. Now zero. Context. Is it competitive? Absolutely. That is the most quarterback heavy division but in guess football. Guess what he has? He has an O line. Yes. That actually he has is an okay O line. It's better, way better than Seattle. Like is it better, is it better to good enough to stop Khalil Mack and Mr. Bosa? It is like oh no, because Seattle's you have to go there. <laughs> Seattle's O line was ranked like twenty one in the NFL, and the Broncos were ranked like nineteen eighteen. So it's not like yeah. it's not like a huge upgrade. But his weapons, holistically, his running back is better, which is going to help a lot. Yeah, like who's having a good running back? I can't remember his name. Because uh, it used to be Mixon back in the day. No, Mixon. No, Mixon's on the Bengals. I know he, he used to. It wasn't Mixon. I thought he was. Oh, sorry. I keep thinking about my stupid team because they got he got traded on my <laughs> on my Madden team. Sorry. No, yeah, my bad. But yeah, Javon, I mean, oh yeah, they, they got Javante and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. I forgot because he was from the uh, the. the <laughs> San Diego Chargers. The Chargers, yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, he's he a better running game. And Judy. Judy. Yeah. But he's a receiver. But he's a receiver. But that's going to be a weapon, though. That's going to be the locket of that team. They you do know? have good receivers in Bronx, in the Denver. So yeah. that'll be fun for him. And their defense is. Tight end's good. He and upgraded the that NFC okay. West plays the AFC West. <coughs> their defense by the Niners. At home, here in Seattle. Yeah. yeah so they, but he, he plays like the Niners, Cardinals, and. 
the Rams also. So now the Broncos' defense by the numbers is really good, but I think they're a little overrated. They're overrated because because sure. they're a top five defense on on paper, like by the numbers. But I think they're a little overrated. We'll see. But the record doesn't show that. But adding Russ to the to the like you know somebody who can keep the ball for more than like. Three plays, like I feel like was it's Drew help. the main like quarterback at the time was QB one. Yeah, and him they, and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, they dropped the him and put oh, him yeah, on the bench Teddy's for Teddy. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see. That's that's Teddy the uh, to Seattle. That's the NFL news, everybody. That's how we're feeling right now. Being Seahawks, you're an fans. idiot. Well, let's transition a little to NBA. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have been following, but um, so we have an MVP race right now. All three people in the top of the MVP race are foreign-born motherfuckers. Hey! So we got Giannis, we got Joel Embiid, and we have Nikola Jokic. How, who do you think is winning the MVP at the end of the year? Giannis. I think Jokic goes Jokic, back to yeah. back. I think Jokic again. He's playing better this year than he was last year when he won MVP. He's going off this year. Off. But I th- I don't know. The Suns are looking really good. I'm surprised... Yeah, they clinched the. They're what? a good team, they but no one team. on that team is doing like phenomenally better than anyone else. No, they're just a good. Team. I think John ja Morant would be a sneaky MVP pick because right now the Memphis Grizzlies are second in the in the West, and it's all because of him. It's all because of Jaw, for sure. All because Jaw, ja, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark. I mean, everybody's beat this comparison over the head, but Jaw just reminds me of Derrick Rose. Oh, like Derrick Rose MVP run, like yeah. he's just. But he's more up. built to fucking land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a little they shorter. They taught yeah. Jaw how to jump correctly and land. Like the landing is like the most important part. I've been calling my dog D Rose because he had the fucking double <laughs> knee, <laughs> knee surgeries. But yeah, man, I like Jaw Morant. Uh, Kevin like Durant. I was watching the 76ers in the Nets game yesterday, and Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid were going at it. James Harden looked freaking God weak awful. as shit, man. First, second quarter, he was 0 for 15. <sighs> and they said, like, if he if he doesn't shoot free throws, then he his offense doesn't get going. Yeah, and they held him to like three free throws. So. I mean, the rule changes. I I appreciate the rule changes on defense because it really stopped the offense from being able to get away with those pull the through. Flop. Yeah, the pull through fouls and stuff like that. So I mean, like that's what James Harden lived off of. Like he's getting ten points plus he just, just off third of free throws all time in three pointers. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I would have that's been. insane. Like he just passed Reggie Miller. So right now it's Steph Curry, Ray Allen, James Harden are most threes made ever. And you know, I, I never really I mean, I guess James Harden does shoot a lot of threes, but to be yeah. top three all time. But the, that's the thing about the NBA right now, is it's all threes or or dunks. Like it's transition scoring and it's threes. Like that's pretty much what it is. And so like him shooting at a higher clip than Ray doesn't necessarily think make me think that he's a better shooter than ray like ray was the better three-point shooter in a lot of ways so i mean it's just the nature of basketball right now is shoot a lot of shots like it just if you're what 30 35 percent from three you're like 50 shit larry bird would two. average 50 points a game oh <laughs> don't don't go there we've been talking about me and mike been talking smack to each other about larry bird for like the last three weeks but that will say that for another day but yeah, man, another transition. We just beat sports over the head. We've been talking about sports this whole time. Yep. Well, now, you know, we'll transition into some of uh, entertainment, things that have kept us sane uh, over the last couple months. Um, I'll start off. I watched the TV show Peacemaker. Yes, have you, you guys, did. Have you seen it? I did see it. It's so good. The intro theme, it's like my favorite it's thing. Amazing. I want to do that dance everywhere I go. 
John Cena did a good job. John Cena surprised really the crap job. out of me. I was not <laughs> expecting Amazing. him to like be able to act like that. I think it's just because he's like making fun of his character that he was like as a wrestler, like mm-hmm. super macho and stuff. And yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of it. it. It's doing for DC what the Mandalorian did for Star Wars. Because yeah. it really did just save that universe. Because honestly, up until this point, there's been no DCEU projects that could be like, yo, that one was dope. I like Titans. Titan, Titans is fun. Titans is trash. Is I watched it, like four episodes like the of the little Titans. ones? The one that like, they, they're like miniature now? Nah, they no, were like no, adult, no. like live yeah. action adults. Yeah, with like Nightwing and all them kids. Oh. And Jason Todd. And Jason Todd. It, it, I don't know. That show is kind of trash. It kind of did what, it was a CW show, right? Or it was, was it? at first. Yeah. And, and then it became it transitioned to HBO Max. Oh, okay. There we go. And then it got all dark and shit. I just feel like. Oh, it's super dark now. They nerfed Beast Boy. That's why I was like, damn, turn into a gorilla already, my friend. Save the day. Turn <laughs> like, into a gorilla. The budget. Like, like the college it. age now, right? Wait, it's yeah, live action? Yeah, they're like 20s. Yeah. They can drink. It's live action? Except for yeah, Beast Boy action. and Raven, they're kids. They're like younger. Like oh. 18 or something. I mean, the only problem I have with DC shows is they start off really good, and then by season two, they all just kind of fall off for me, like Green Arrow. Like, I really watched a lot of Green Arrow. And Green Arrow was annoying for me because every season, like, okay, so he disappears, and then the whole season is, like, showing what happened when he disappeared. And then the second season, oh, there was more that happened while yeah. he disappeared. Oh, there's this other part we forgot to they tell re- you about. They retconned a lot of things into like, that show. Oh, my gosh. So, all right, side question, side question. Uh, Green Arrow or Hawkeye? Ooh. We're not going to do these comparisons, but I Green was, Arrow. I like the ass. Green Arrow. Because <laughs> he actually has powers, though, doesn't he? He's actually legitimately has powers. Yeah. Oh, Green Arrow? Yeah. No, he's no. just more like a Batman with Vigilante. a bow and arrow. Yeah. Like, he can fight. He's trained. He's just different. The thing I wish they would have done with the Hawkeye series, by the way, everybody, if you watch the Hawkeye series, it's it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. But the thing I wish they would have doubled down with the Hawkeye series is really dig into his, like, special forces type of skill set, which they kind of touch on every episode because he's, like, a very skilled individual. But I wish they would have portrayed him more as, like, a – Special forces. Like they should have made his person. brother Bullseye. That would have been <laughs> sick. You'd be like, oh, dang. Plot twist. <laughs> his brother's Bullseye. What? To me, but the thing is, like, I was, it was cool because I watched it with you. Yeah, you did. And it was cool, but, like, what I wanted to see was more Ronin. Like, I wanted to know why he went there. Like, why? I what just, do you mean? They talked about it. Because Man. his whole family got snapped. Yeah. He, I know, I know. But His family I, got I, snapped, I, I, I so wanted, he snapped. I wanted more Ronin. I wanted more flashbacks. The whole thing was about him dealing with his demons and then and passing on of, his lessons yeah, to the next so generation with, sure. with Kate. So, I mean, I like Hawkeye a lot. I think all the Disney shows holistically have been so good, but Peacemaker... In terms of like comic book shows, is the best comic book. It made me book laugh. Show. It made me cry. Yeah. It was awesome. No, it was I love the gritty. little ninja dude, the yeah. little Tai Jutsu, no, whatever. Fucking cool doing. stuff. That shit was hella fun. No, it was definitely cool. And that's why, like, I'm comparing it to the Mandalorian because with Star Wars, Star Wars is pretty much dead since Disney picked them up. They've been trash. After Rogue like, One, after Rogue One, it just. I, I really liked the sequel, um, The Force Awakens. I really liked The Force Awakens. I did not like. The one that came after Last it, Jedi? The Last Jedi, was garbage. The Rise of Skywalker. That was even worse. Yeah. Because they had three directors. This is what people didn't understand. Like, all the people that defend those movies, you guys need to understand that they had three directors. They didn't have a plan with those movies. <laughs> no vision. No. No because continuity. After the first one, they had a plan. 
And then they it had was, it was pretty good. No, they had two directors. My mistake. But, but it was pretty good though. The, the, fir- the director that directed Force Awakens and the last or in, uh, the Rise of Skywalker, they brought him back. But he had to try to like retcon everything that happened in the second one because what's his name? The director of the second movie really just wanted to blow up the whole thing and like do something different. And so they really the Star Wars fandom didn't like it. And to be clear, I understand the Star Wars fandom is very toxic. It's a very toxic community, but. I just don't like how jumbled and chaotic those three movies were because there was really no plan. After the first one, I had high hopes. I thought I thought this was going to be dope, you know. Because the first movie, all that the rewatchability in that first movie was dope too. I just watched it like two nights ago. See what I mean? Like that movie is not bad. Like anybody that has any qualms about the Force Awakens, I think you're just being a hater because of the two movies that came after it. I started at the beginning though. I started yeah. at the Phantom Menace, and yeah, 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 I yeah, worked yeah. my way. I watched everything because my girlfriend had not seen any star wars movie that's true that's so true. i was like i remember her okay, saying that. we definitely need to watch this i liked everyone hates on the phantom menace uh, Re- uh revenge of the sith and the attack of the clones but i liked those movies i don't care i think i feel like you need that context about darth vader in order to like fully understand the story like, absolutely he wasn't like like, okay, this is what I've realized after watching all the fucking thing. Like, he did what he was supposed to do. He brought balance to the Force. There was two good guys and two bad guys left. Yeah. That's as balanced as can be. Yeah. But what I think that the Star Wars people do, the, like, as a Jedi, like, yeah. you have to have that good and the bad in you. Absolutely. In order to, like, be a full Jedi, you gotta, you gotta acknowledge that there are bad parts, you know? But that's the problem with like uh we're we're getting really nerdy right now, people. So if you're not uh, Star Wars fans, we're really sorry. Sucks. But that's the thing that Anakin was right about. If you talk about Star Wars, the thing that Anakin was right about is that there's so many issues with the Jedi Order and to deny your emotions and all that stuff. It's not being human, and nobody can pull that off, right? Or at least like the majority of people can't pull off dying, like killing that part of themselves, and just being completely you know, devoted to emotionless living. Like, that just, it's not practical. So I feel like Anakin's qualms about the uh, the Jedi Order were correct. He's just kind of like, yo, why do, why can't I fall in love and get married? Like, why can't I have kids? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Like, why do I have to fight with zero emotion? Like, this just doesn't make any sense to me. And all that kind of stuff, plus his power, like, kind of just poisoned him, you know? Okay, so here's the Jedi code, right? There is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there is the force. Okay, and then here's what the Sith Code is. I like the Sith Code, to be honest. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> the Sith Code, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Whoa. And through this passion, I gain strength. Through my strength, I gain power. And through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Did Future write that? <laughs> you know, but that's the thing, though. Like, with, with what you just it's read. Like, it's a con- you need to combine you those do. two things. You like, do. I mean, Kobe Bryant even talked about it. Like, that dark energy in you, you can use that in a positive way, and it can help you become a better, like, basketball player or a better person, right? Because you need to be aggressive, right? You need to be, you know, a go-getter and stuff like that. And sometimes you got to be a little cutthroat. What if your passion is peace, you know? you froze me I have no answers for that I think just in the I think where Lucasfilms and Disney I I think as they start to backtrack and re kind of do 
redo some of like the drop offs when it comes to the last few movies. I think with the two seasons of Mandalorian, top tier, S tier, full on great. About the Amazing. book of Boba Fett, you guys on that? I Borfest. I'm gonna be honest with you. If, if Mando wasn't in this dang show, I don't know. <laughs> yo, yeah, yo. If you guys are fans of Star Wars and you watched like the book of Boba Fett, you know exactly what we're talking about right now. Because until the Mandalorian popped up in that show, I was sleeping through every episode. <laughs> Literally, first four episodes, I was. I didn't even watch four and three. As soon as I saw on TikTok that the Mandalorian came back, I watched yeah. that episode and Facts. watched it on because. He's just a better character. Like they just did a really good job with Mando. Like, oh my god! Because I like I mean when you watch all the Star Wars in the previous years, you think of the bounty hunters. They were kind of like mid. Like you were like, Ugh. like uh, whatever. No, they just killed them. But all. it highlighted. I know, right? And it highlighted it with this, and then going and it's it's just the segue. I mean, the last what, episode. Jango of Man- Fett is the was one of the coolest characters. Django hey, was, but he, he was, was in the fire. movies. He was in the movies. And then but he, he got. But even Bob, like in the OG films, Boba Fett had such a cult following. Even though he was on this, he was only on the screen for like a total of three minutes. I but just he got offed so quick. I just thought but he wasn't offed. <laughs> he wasn't. He survived. <laughs> Return of the Jedi, because like you see, Return you see Boba, Boba like through the entirety of the movie of Return of the Jedi. You're like, okay, this guy looks a badass. But yeah, like forty years <laughs> later, like we were, we weren't even born when he was on screen, no, and then we lived our whole lives thinking Boba was dead until 2019. And we like just. Kidding. Well, we <laughs> just thought—I just thought he was dog at that point. After yeah. the Return of the Jedi, that episode when they're in the desert, I was just like, or the the scene when they're in the desert, I was just yeah. like, man, this guy's garbage. Why why would you like highlight this dude so much? I think Boba Fett was so much better as a side character. Like when he came into Mandalorian season two, <laughs> I was like, this dude is sick. Like, this, this dude fucks. A, oh my god, this dude's amazing because he was a side character. But he—I don't think he could carry that. Uh, like what a Mando full show did. the way he did because like everybody only cared about Baby Yoda and what the dynamic is now with Mando and then the damn sword we're the all dark saber. we're only yeah. investing in those two like we just it's a new generation it's a new generation so I mean I, I just like with Mando too I was like I love that in a way he wasn't but he, in some ways he was rebellious towards the order or whatever he is like the bounty hunter order like he wasn't but at the same time he was very like he should have he was supposed to sell the sell Grogu to the highest bidder but he had a connection. Oh my god, I could talk about this for hours. But I like, too. okay, I how about this? How about some a little sidetrack? But how do you think, Grog? Like Grogu, this might be some spoilers. So heads up, everybody. Spoiler alert. Grogu, literally lived through two times where the Jedi's went super ham taro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was there when fucking Anakin went dumb, stupid, dumb, crazy yeah. on the the Jedi temple, and he was there. When Kylo Ren went ape shit too. I know he's like this. <laughs> he's like, oh, but see, that's no. that's where I'm wondering how they're gonna explore this with the sequel series because if for those of you who don't know, Grogu is of a race of aliens that lives for hundreds of hundreds, years, hundreds, hundreds, and so he lived through the Jedi Order. He was like a baby <laughs> during the Jedi Order when all of them got killed, and he lived through the Luke Skywalker era and then into the Force Awakens sequel era. So he's very old at that point in time, but. What I'm confused about is when Ray comes into the picture like 20, 30, 40 years later, where is Grogu right maybe, now? Maybe he was a victim of Kylo Ren. Like, Kylo Ren fucked everything up. They didn't say, like, exactly what he did, but mm. they said his lightsaber came out and he started swinging that But, bitch. like, and then where is, uh, what's her name? Anakin's apprentice. Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Where's Ahsoka at I think during this whole okay. her show, right? I don't, I don't yeah. think... Yeah, I don't we'll find th- out. think he'll give us full answers, but I think as we start to learn about more of Obi-Wan and seeing how... By the way, spoiler, that's coming out, when In a couple months? Yeah. But that's still like a prequel it thing, is, though. It is, but at least... I don't know. I, 
that's why I could think because I'm confused too. Because even with like with Boba Fett, I'm just like confused of how the legacy of what Grogu. Because I mean, he's alive during freaking Yoda's time. So maybe like, he stays a Mandalorian. So do they know the, each other? Yeah, like, maybe he stays legendary. A he's a honorary Mandalorian. So, but see, this is why. Like, I wish. Um, the producers and writers of The Mandalorian, I wish they were the ones that did the sequel oh, series. Oh, yeah. Because they're doing fan service and respecting the legacy while also making something new, which is, I think, all we're asking for. It's definitely off canon. Because sure. Mike, Mike doesn't like the reboots and like the, I, I don't either. the same things over and over again because he wants something new. Yeah. But what they did was they did like a perfect marriage of fan service and nostalgia but also something that we haven't seen before with the Mandalorian oh, and that's why I love that series so much but they picked people that were Lucas film people like Dave Filoni right he helped write you know the clone series the cartoons like he was a writer on all of those episodes and then they used you know a great director that was already in the Disney family and uh what's his name the Iron Man director John Favreau John Favreau he's and the one who directs the Mandalorian. Yep. Well, they have like five that's directors. That's why it's fire. And they and they did collaboration. Like that's that was the problem that people had with the uh, the the prequel series in the two thousands was that there was only one guy involved in every decision, and that was George Lucas. He didn't have any collaboration. He didn't have anybody to check him. He just was like, "We're gonna add Jar Jar, and it's gonna sell a lot of toys." And that's like, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> the Phantom uh, Menace was not that bad. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's that bad. I love everything Star Wars. Yeah. And so I'm never going to tell you that this shit is like outright. When Anakin it's hopped up in the little Naboo fighter and fucking yeah, bro, saved the in. day. People don't he talk. Went in. Okay, uh, is this a, something I thought about? You know, Luke's name was Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. In when he, before he was a, he was adopted or whatever, and he lived on Tatooine. You don't think they ever talked about, damn, remember when that little Skywalker kid won the fucking pod race? Yeah. That shit was crazy. Remember that shit? I know. Bro, I think I seen Sebulba in one of the... Plot holes. In one of the new ones, too. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Is that Sebulba? And I, it, every time I watch Star Wars, I just laugh because I'm sitting there like, a cell phone would have changed a lot of these things. And you guys have the ability to travel between galaxies. And technology and doesn't get better... During the entire time of Star Wars. It gets worse, actually. Like, you look at the prequel technology and that stuff. The Naboo Starfighters were slick. They brought the Naboo Starfighter back. Wings are ugly. (laughs) Oh, I know. But they brought the Naboo Starfighter back. Mando's uh, fighter was pretty good. Yeah, they just like freaking garage, like dog garage that thing, man. It's because they were in the the rebellion and, you know, shit wasn't coming. Bring back the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) It's a piece of junk. Garbage. Oh, yeah. Speaking about comic movies, if I could segue, I just saw the Batman. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. If y'all haven't seen it yet, spoiler warnings. I know Mike and Stu haven't seen it yet, but you guys seen a bunch of it on social media. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I pretty I much the mind. whole movie, I don't to be mind honest. It being spoiled. I'm going to tell you guys right now. That was the best, like, holistic Batman movie I've ever seen. And I know a lot of people, there's like this huge debate right now on Twitter and, you know. TikTok. Yeah, yeah fun fact. Can yeah. I just say this? I wasn't okay. I might be wrong. I wasn't a fan of Ben Affleck's Batman at all. But the the Gen Zers love Ben. Yeah, Affleck's I don't know Batman. why. And I I like, think legitimately I don't see it. Like, but I, it oh. all comes down to the warehouse scene in Batman v Superman. It's just the warehouse scene where we saw him be like Arkham Knight Batman from the video games, where he just like takes out the whole warehouse. That was a dope ass scene. That was a great scene. That was probably the best Batman scene I've ever seen. But in its entirety, uh, the reason again. I've seen enough 
spoilers of Batman. And what every critic has said right now is that as Batman was like the investigator, the the one detective that Batman. detective Batman came out. That's great, but I think the reason why when I see it, I know I'll get better context. But what I've I've gathered from all these reviews and stuff about it, it's like they only saw that the balance between of Dark Knight going for we saw. We saw Bruce Wayne and his issues, him like, you know, going under the rug with a lot of things, stuff like that, dealing with a lot of like insecurities and dealing with depression, anxiety. And we got a balance. And I heard that apparently that it was mainly Batman. Like it was mainly focused on him. Yeah. So like context with the movie with the Batman is that Bruce Wayne has only been Batman for a year and a half, two years. And so he's still working through all of those things you just said, his depression, his anxiety, his trauma from his watching his parents die. And he's still dealing with all those things. And so it's solely a Batman movie because he hasn't figured out a way to become both Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's no separation. He's obsessed the whole movie. He is only obsessed with being Batman the entire movie. And even Alfred in the movie, again, spoiler warning, Alfred in the movie tells him that he needs to take care of his parents' legacy Kind of like in Batman Begins, in, in where he goes Nolan's. onto the board and fires everybody. Exactly, and, Chris, and Alfred and Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman Begins tells him it's not just your name; it's your father's name and stuff like that. They really doubled down on that in this one because there's no separation. Even when he's out of the suit, he's still acting like Batman in this. So Wayne, Bruce Wayne, is the alter ego. Bruce Wayne is the alter ego, and even the villain in this in this story. The Riddler even says it. He's like, you're wearing your mask right now, right? As Bruce Wayne. He's like, you're, this is your mask. You're not Bruce Wayne. You're Batman, like 100%. And we could talk about like the cinematography. Obviously, all those things are going to evolve over time. And so, obviously, the movie looks better than The Dark Knight. But like I said in Mike in our group chat was the problem that I have with The Dark Knight now is like, you know, as an adult is that when Joker is not on the screen, the movie's kind of boring. Like, when he's not on the screen, and I could name, like, two, three actors in The Dark Knight that I found more compelling than Bruce Wayne himself. Like, it felt like Bruce Wayne is the side character in his own movie. Like, that was completely a, uh, a Joker movie, and with the side characters involved. Like, Batman's really not the focal point. The movie starts with the Joker. The movie ends with the Joker. Like, but... I thought the Batman was amazing. I thought it looked beautiful. I, I think I have to disagree with that. And, but I get what you're saying, though. Mm. Because <laughs> the only reason why I would disagree with it was because it was what I... It, it, it conveyed the relationship between the two. Like, it really showed, like, the tension and how, like... I mean, yes, I it's just Heath Ledger. Like, I took over the movie. Like, regardless, like, he did a great job. Oh, he it. owned it. And I just think that it showed the constant tension between the two. And it was always going to be that mm. story. Because then I think about... It was not as much, but even with Matt Hardy's Bane, like even in the next one, it was like, was doggone like a Bane movie. I think, I think that, and this is a hot take right here. I think that The Dark Knight Rises holistically is a better movie than The Dark Knight. I agree. Bane was freaking amazing. I think just like top to bottom when you talk about and it was the film dark. itself, I think it's better. I think the only thing that made the Dark Knight stand out was was, yeah, was the Joker. And he had a once-in-a-lifetime performance, and it really just overshadows everybody else. And that's I, my opinion. I Nothing was more cynical than Bane. Like, that, that, that... Like, yes, I get Joker, but, like, just the fact that he... He broke this guy down, got into Wayne Enterprises. He did the full-on, like... He sabotaged everything. But outside of, like, comedy for Bane... Like the Joker's like monologues, those oh. like stick with you. Yeah. Like, oh, top tier. What about the darkness monologue? Like everybody <coughs> says that line. 
Really made in the darkness. That line was. That's why I said outside of like comedy, that line like was fire. Like, oh shit, yeah. His voice was kind of. His voice funny. was funny. This guy said, <laughs> "I was born in it, molded by it." I was just like, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, bro! You sound crazy." He's like, "I didn't I, see the I thought it was scary. Scary. I thought it was great." He sounded like an old British man. That's what he sounded he, like. He, that's how he I was lived. Like, what is this, Downton Abbey? <laughs> <laughs> I was murdered by it. Yeah, she murdered. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but also, it was not even just him. It was uh, He was going against the um, Mazagul's daughter, yeah. too. I'm not, I don't, against, yeah, I so, mean. Look, I mean, I'm just saying. But I do. There's the, so many corny things in, in the Nolan Batman, like the like way she voice? died. Yeah, like the way she, she died. Yeah, she died yeah. horribly, people. <laughs> Go watch The Dark Knight Rises when Ra's al Ghul's daughter dies. Yeah. She dies like anybody could have acted. You could have like an acting student in college bad, first year. Yeah. It was really bad. Like, no. she was, eh? They pushed that like, through. Like, we're already behind. <laughs> but the way was expensive. I, I say that I would still pick the first Dark Knight was because. Wait till you see it. Wait till you see it. No, I know. No, no. I'm talking about the two. The Batman Begins. That's the third one. Like it's a trilogy, right? I know the who's Bat- the th- who did the third one. I'm sorry, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Who no, did it's all Chris Nolan. All it's all Chris, Chris Nolan. Nolan. It goes Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. I know who did the who. Okay, so the first one was Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I haven't seen these movies in a long time. The, no, first, the first one was Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yes, Cillian, there we go. There Cillian we go. Murphy and Ra's al Ghul. And Ra's yeah, al Ghul. that was good though. He was he was the one pushing the whole plot. Dark forward. Knight Rises is the one. Joker came in. It was Joker. It was and Joker and Two Face. That's when those two came out. Yes, yes. Which that's what I love. So the dynamic between those two as well. Sheesh. That Harvey Dent. That Harvey Dent two guy. That, that was, was scary. Whew, he says you live. Entails <laughs> you die. I was like, oh. Dang. It just felt like so with the uh, Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight series. It felt like he was trying to create something different, right? Brand new. <laughs> and with this this one. With uh, what's his name? Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman. It feels like he's really trying to dive into the comics with this one. And a lot of people have said this: like the Batman is the better Batman movie, and the Dark Knight was the better movie holistically. I guess is what people are saying. I've said holistically like five times, but I just think that the Batman's better. I just think it's a better movie. I, yeah. I, I think the depiction it. of Gotham is more yeah. realistic and dark. The Batman. Yeah, it looks like uh, Third Avenue in Seattle. Yikes. Yeah, Third and Pond, 3P, baby. <laughs> it just uh, it feels Crying grunge. Yeah. It feels dirty. It feels scary. Like It feels like somebody needs to save it, right? Like when you watched the that's Dark good. Knight series. Because that's what Gotham is. Yeah, the city still looked nice. Like When you talk about Batman Begins, the first one that dropped, this guy, they had to drive underground to really see how dirty it was yeah, in Gotham. Facts, yeah. But like up on the surface, it was all clean and pristine. But in this movie, it's like raining all the time and it's dirty. It's and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just feel. No, I'm excited. I heard nothing but amazing things. So I, I'm excited to see it and actually see it and give my, my two cents of what yeah, was I think of it. So. It was tough. But yeah, I heard it saved DC though. So, Did you guys know that the Watchmen takes place in a universe where there's no Justice League? Like... One of the first Watchmen people, like in the movie, The mm-hmm. Watchmen, like it shows a scene of the Night Owl and he's saving Martha and Martha Wayne and the Dad Wayne. I don't know what his yeah. name was. Yeah. What was the Dad's name? Thomas. Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Thomas yeah. Wayne. Yeah. At the Gotham Theater, and because there was no need, since that didn't happen, there was no need for Batman and, and the Justice League didn't happen. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom, Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like. Uh, oh yeah, it was Manhattan. That's his, that's that Batman. Yeah. It's kind of like the X Men movies, like. In that universe, it's all just X-Men. There's no Avengers in those movies. Oh. Have you guys seen Daniel Craig as Magneto in the Marvel 
the new Doctor Strange. I did not see that. He was in the he was in the thing. Little there's a little blip of him. James Bond, ladies and gentlemen. That's Daniel Daniel Craig Craig is going to be our new Magneto. That is actually nasty. That's actually that's he's scary. (laughs) This goes back to like casting, right? Everybody hated on. Heath Ledger getting casted as Joker and he knocked out of the park. Destroyed it. Everybody hated Ruined it. Ruined it for every Joker. Oh, yeah. Destroyed it for himself. He fucking yeah, couldn't right. handle no, it. No, that's true. Facts. Rest in peace. Everybody hated on Margot Robbie when she got casted as, uh, what's her name? Joker's wife. Harley Quinn. Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. She destroyed that too. Yeah, and then she next thing it. you know, every Halloween costume is Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the dirty Joker, the Jared Leto Joker. Ew. And hey. people people even hate on Robert Downey Jr. getting casted as Iron Man because he was like still like dealing with his drug addiction and like every, the last time people it saw saved him, him. That role saved him. The last time people saw him in the last like That's 10 That's what he said in an interview. He said yeah. that role saved me. And like you saw him in the 90s and then he disappeared for almost 10 years just dealing with his addiction and then he comes out and does that it's just amazing like we can never sit here and be like oh this person would be casted as iron man because he just owns the role I'm, I'm very curious to see again for those who have not been keeping up or been living under a rock uh a new doctor strange is coming out and there was a scene on it that showed um possibility of an other iron man from a different universe or tom what cruise. It, it's tom cruise so i'm very i'm very like I'm really cognizant of the ride. Really, I want to <laughs> see. It's just because you're so we're so used to the charismatic, um, charismatic Robbie Downing Jr. But this this apparently this Iron Man's more like cynical. He's more like, He's very like Bruce Wayne type. Bruce of Wayne Man, yeah. type. So it's going to be different. And um, I'm just excited to see the multiverse. Man, let someone else again. be it, man. I don't need Tom Cruise up in there, man. They need someone that's as crazy as a Scientologist. And they just chose him. You know, Scientology. Sorry. Church of Scientology. That's what they chose. But. We're just really happy. We're really spoiled since uh, what's that called? Yeah, this is no the way future, home. You know, we just yeah. sit and talk about the movies and TV shows we've watched. I mean, it's a good distraction for everything that's happening. Yeah, in the you world know, crap right that we are going through right now. Shout out yeah. to our folks in uh, Ukraine and Russia. You know, going oh. through it. Yeah, it's a tough day. I mean, I'm fine for my life on Facebook with all the uh, conservative Polynesians that we have on our Facebook pages. And they're sitting there talking about uh, let them burn. Oh my god, they they're saying some wild things. Gas prices, all this stuff. I'm like, thank oh you, Joe god. Biden. I'm like, yeah. Did you see what the prices look like in Germany? It's nine dollars a gallon right now, and they they get all of their gas from <laughs> crude oil from uh, Russia. And it's which, just, uh, to Trump's defense, he did tell them that he to go somewhere. He, he told them he's like, bro, you probably should. And they there. laughed at him, which is so. Right. That makes me think, like maybe. Maybe he uh, knew what mm. some. Maybe sometimes he read the cards. <laughs> That's maybe what. the thing about Trump is like the the benefit that we had with Trump is he's a money guy, right? Mm-hmm. So he understands economics really well, and That's especially where his, foreign policy when yeah. it comes to stuff like. And that. that's where his value came in. You know, if he was like an advisor, I feel like he would have been chill in that role, um, like because he understands finance, he understands how the world market works, but. Our, our leftist people are gonna hate us talking about this because there was a lot of benefits in his pol like. And it's political. When it came to like that side, when it comes to the finance and but it was um, so all his economic policies are all short term and they're all self serving. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's not like we can sit here and sustain that over time, which is the problem. Um, but I will say, his opinion on being as energy independent as possible, I I can get behind that. because yeah. like we're seeing the the problems right now. I I mean most of our oil comes from Canada and we're still hurting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's just because the oil companies don't want to dig here. No, they don't. Which is like they're really waiting for the rest of the world to dry up, and then this is they're playing the long con, guys. Yeah, absolutely. At our expense. Facts. 
at our expense. They control the oil companies control the price of what we have to pay. Like exactly, and they're having record profits the last seven years. Absolutely. So and uh, we still subsidize them. And obviously, and they don't give a fuck about us. Those and those big companies, especially, they're super performative because they like when the whole cut they they the the oil companies started first in OPEC. They 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 cut off all supply from Russia, even though it's like what two percent, three percent of our supply. But then and, why did the gas prices still rise? I know, right? But it's it's the what I've heard from economists and a lot of people in OPEC especially is whatever happens in the because it's a, it's a global economy when it comes to especially crude oil, and so when especially Germany they got hit the worst and everything in Europe right now is just it's skyrocketed. They're it's I mean it you're right because you see it's how a trickle long effect that happens with one area it happens all over the world and you see how long it took NATO to sanction Russian oil because yeah. it takes time you know they can't just sit here and like cold <laughs> Turkey cut it off. You know, because we're so independent, we're so dependent on you know the global economy or the global oil market. It's just like they can't just sit here and be like, "Oh, it's done right now. We're done with this." Because it would really you know massively affect our economy, which we're seeing right now. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, bro, for those especially those who are listening, my conservative friends on on uh, the that listen, I don't think there's any of them. But the fact that I've been listening, especially because everyone keeps talking about, oh, they should have just keep doing, working on the Keystone Pipeline and stuff like that. It's like the bro. Keystone. XL pipeline. XL, yeah. Let's be very specific. XL pipeline. For those of you who don't know, and I know a lot of you don't because 100% I see it, the Keystone pipeline exists, everybody. Yeah. That is a thing. Ex- and we XL, have yeah. the XL pipeline was a shortcut and we cut it for a lot of reasons, a lot of environmental reasons. You know, like there's there's no But it doesn't readily affect us in any way when it comes to that. Like it but like pennies on the dollar it does. Yeah. But it, we're not sitting here like it would have made a drastic change. Even if the Keystone XL pipeline was built, number one, it still wouldn't be done yet as of today. Number two, we're talking about like eighteen cents <laughs> on the gallon, right? So instead of six bucks, we're paying five five. Yeah, you just cut the transport of you know, of the oil. It's not really oil, but yeah, you just cut the transport of it in half, but it's still Canadian oil. It's still import, right? Well, can you like, because I actually was really intrigued what you said, Mike, about like them like waiting uh, well, about big oil companies. What were you saying on that point? Uh, well, we do have, there's a lot of land that has been approved by the government to be drilled in, but the gov- but the oil companies, they don't want to go into there because they've already been approved. So they're like, all right, <laughs> if we just wait, if we wait, then we'll start drilling when the world needs it most, then, and we oh, can charge like oh, so much a gallon a, a barrel. So it's it's kind of crazy. It's you could tell the interest is money driven. Of um, course, so I, yeah, the only way. And it's more expensive for them yeah. to drill and process oil here in the states. It's cost them way more money, and that's why the, you we see outsourcing happening in every industry in the United States. Right? Yeah. They outsource jobs to other countries because it's cheaper. Right. And even just importing it, it like we're sitting here, we're getting hit as the consumer. Right. Like it's co- it's, it sounds expensive to us, but it's actually cheaper for them to import the oil than to drill here. And, you know, 26 percent we get from Canada. That's a no, lot. it's more. It's like 53. 54. Is it? Yeah, it's a lot. We get a lot of oil from Canada. Canada. Yeah. Over half the percentage <sighs> of oil we get from Canada. And Russia is only like. Three. It was like two to three yeah, percent. Like, yeah, it's like three yeah, percent. I'm pretty it's, sure. It's very and even for the so long, even during like the Obama administration, I thought we were our fat percentages was in the Middle East, and there is still three percent. But Russia does supply ten percent of the of the world's oil. Yeah, of the global market's oil, which is why it's affecting the uh, like right the now planet so much. But like we were saying before, like the cost 
of it is affecting big oil and they push that cost onto the consumers. They push it on us. There's there's literally nothing the president can do to cap how much they're charging us per barrel every day. And if he does, then all the people on the right will scream, government overreach. Free market, right? So they're going to hate on him because he's sitting here, you know. Like, it just sucks because we're we're the poor people fighting for these rich people, at least on that side of the aisle. But even, you know, leftists, we fight for a lot of industries that are really just don't need us to fight for them, you know. And we still subsidize big oil, you know. We subsidize big oil, what? Eight billion dollars a year. Literally, our whole lives have been warped around cars. Like, think how different cities would be if we didn't have cars. Like, there would be no streets like that. That's hella wasted space. Like, why do I gotta walk on the sidewalk? This is some bullshit. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, these companies are the ones that are hurting us right now. It's not. But I guess they can go and turn off Russia. Like, turn off their sales to Russia. And I hope you guys that are listening, I hope you guys Google all this shit we're talking about. If you made it through the sports and the comic book section of what we're talking about, I hope you guys go Google what we're talking about right now because, good Lord, like, there's so much misinformation going on around there. I'll tell you guys right now, the president cannot cap the cost of oil per day. Only the companies in the free market system can do that. All he can do, all the president can do, is push through like a tax on gas through Congress. But Congress has to vote and approve it. Yeah, and, and all their pockets are lined with oil money. So absolutely. It ain't going to happen, guys. And so all he can do is approve drilling permits. That's all he can do. And in the last year, he he has approved more drilling permits than than the former president did in his first year as the president. And people are sitting there like all up in arms because Biden put a pause on drilling permits when he came into office. But that pause ended like early summer, spring. And so it was like a three, four month pause on drilling permits. And in that time, he gapped the former president and passed him. So, I mean, there's really nothing he can do. Like Mike's saying, these guys are greedy. They want to bleed the earth dry. And yeah, so everybody has to come to the United States in like 50 years to get oil. (laughs) So. That's we'll be the new Russia. Same. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. And have you, guys, have you guys seen any videos coming out of Russia about the war? Um, I've seen all the the most famous Russian TikTokers. Uh, they brought them all in and made them read off this script about, um, it's all good over here in Ukraine. These soldiers are doing their best. We will win, yes. <laughs> yeah. They, so He's Russia, the propaganda machine coming out of Russia is insane. Like, these guys are sitting there saying that we're not really at war. It's all propaganda from the West. They're saying that there was, like, chemical weapons in the Ukraine. The first week they invaded, they said it's because there's Nazis in the government. Like, they're saying anything they can say right now to justify their occupation or invasion. Well, you know, there might be some Nazis in that government. Because they, they did fight for Germany in World War II, and you know some of them might still be alive or like have children, which they passed down these ideologies. But they're not Nazis as a whole. Like they're they are a democracy, yeah, even though they are somewhat corrupt. You know, there's white supremacists in our government. Yeah, like yeah, it, so I was gonna it's say, it's not worth a, like the invasion. They're just trying to justify it. So like, like my and you obviously can't like my brother. You you obviously served in our. Whatever you want to call it, armed forces. Armed forces. I, they they, call them and so you can't really speak on like certain political like people. Like for instance, like I can't. So <laughs> um, through the years, the Ukrainian government has had amounts of corruption that has happened. Which in every government you think about, we're not going to get touch Russia as like 100 percent corrupt. But 
But when it comes to Ukraine, I mean, there was always even talk about Zelensky. There was a lot of things that he had issues with. He was named in the Panama Papers. Yeah. Regardless, what Russia is doing, right? Hot take, Mike. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Woke. Um, but at the end of the day, what Russia is doing, what I this is my take, and this is what I believe in. What Russia is doing is wrong. There's nothing. There's nothing to support why he's doing what he's doing. Putin's a liar. He is a man that needs. No, I'm not gonna say taken out. That sounds really, really, yikes. I just feel like what he's doing is wrong, and I he, he needs a spank. Spank that because even like some of his gen- the general they had like a meeting, and he revealed his next plan is to go to other. Re- they want to expand back to the USSR, and that's what they want to do, and that's his plan. And Putin needs to stop lying. People already know, um, and so that's my stance on it. Where I'm having issues right now, especially in our own United States, in our own government right now, especially people on the right. Um, that guy in the House of Representatives is in the wheelchair. Dan Snyder or something like that? He's actually not, but he's just like a spokesperson. I know who you're talking about. I thought the he iPad? I thought he was. No, no, no. not talking about the no, iPad. No, Crenshaw, he's actually oh. House of Representatives. Dan Snyder is the, the yeah. owner of the um, Washington Redskins. He got caught. <laughs> he got, yeah, right? He got caught, so he's either a talking speaker. About, you're talking about Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a bum. Anyways, um, he was caught at a place speaking about he's calling Zelensky a thug, calling that everything they're doing, they're a corrupt government, a woke, you know, typical like conservative talking points. It's a woke government, yada, yada, yada. And it, and just in general, there's have been Republicans speaking out about, well, why don't we look at the perspective of Russia? And the, the problem that I have with it is like literally a year ago or a couple years ago when the whole George Floyd thing Conservatives love to talk about when the BLM riots were happening or BLM protests were happening. It's like, oh, we're looking like Soviet Russia right now. But for all of a sudden, with everything that's happening with Ukraine, they've flipped their side and starting to defend Russia's like... No, I'm not saying defend. That's a little... little. And the only thing, if I'm trying to level these people, (laughs) the only thing I can say about Putin's comments is that I can understand why he doesn't like the control or the power that the West has and NATO has because we shut down that government. Look at what happened. All the companies that are exist pretty much, they said, no, we're not dealing with Russia. <laughs> like, you can't buy new PlayStation games in Russia. Like, I mean, I don't know how you would buy it anyways unless you had crypto. Because well, your they, dollar ain't worth shit. Well, they ran to uh, the Chinese like currency. I'm oh, they got sure. some wands. Yeah, the, the banks in China, they ran through those. But... I get what you're saying. Like, they pretty much were able to shut down a, that economy, and but they won't do that to China. No, because they no, manufacture and own everything, and they we use. owe them so much. <laughs> uh, it's not about the debt; it's more about I mean, that they own every industry they do, and yeah. their market. Like, yeah. they control their market entirely. Yeah, like, like everybody download this app. Okay. Like lithium ion, bro. Yeah. Like they sure. own all the raw materials we use to build everything we build. But with Putin, I can understand in that small way that he's uncomfortable how dependent they are on the rest of the planet, especially NATO, right? Because look at this. They can shut his country down with a snap of a finger, right? But there's ways to go about that, right? There's way You can, like, create your own lane, bro. Like, don't sit here and, be like, whine about how we have too much control over here. That's just because you're, like, being a sucker right now. Like, figure out your own lane. Obviously, China is supporting you even in a small way, and so why don't y'all come up with an alternative, you know, market for you guys to deal in instead of like sitting here like complaining about the power of the West, right? I mean, I don't know. 
And now all these people are dying. All these Russian soldiers that don't even know why the fuck they're over there. 11,000. Yeah, they're right all now, dying. And that's like not even, like it's not even, there could be more. Yeah. And the Ukrainian people, obviously, they're all freaking suffering over there. Like they have the aid of the West, but those people are dying, you know? Like, and some of these people can't even get out the fucking country. It's just crazy now because we're. It's. I feel like we're in a movie because they even just sent. There has been twenty thousand troops from all over the world because they they initiated this new like not. I don't want to say regiment or whatever. Like but the Ukraine forces. Yeah, yeah. trade forces, which literally five thousand of them were American soldiers. Yeah, that just volunteered. I seen a funny meme. It was like the American soldier looking over. And him seeing someone from the Taliban looking over, like, oh, right, we got this. It's like, go, it's like I guess we're working together now. We're or on we're each like, other's oh. team. And it's funny because even the Taliban came out and dropped a statement that they don't support the Russian occupation because obviously it's hurting their it's hurting their pockets. Everybody's pocket. Like, that's the only reason people are saying shit. It's hurting their pockets. Has anybody, okay, can, can I ask you also, have any of you guys heard what's been going on in Afghanistan? Like, in, like, yeah, since we left? I mean, there was a big no. uproar. <laughs> I think they figured everything out and are working peacefully in Afghanistan. That's what I'm saying. I'm, okay, I'm not saying I'm, I don't don't act, I don't want that. They're just I'm not, not covering it. I'm as not, soon as we pull, no, they're not covering it's it. Not it's not enough just, money that you yeah. won't get the clicks if you talk about Afghanistan right now. Yeah, U.S. Well, got know. out and they got out. But they, they, even before the, the like, I heard nothing and I heard no like ear problems happening. I didn't hear any. I, I'm not again. I'm not standing by Taliban at all whatsoever. But it's like what I've heard because I I watched the. A newscast or someone in, in Afghanistan in English, and they were talking about working with government, trying to stabilize a firm government and all this stuff. And like, there was no one suffering. People are still going to work. What you're saying right now really reminds me of what happened in the NFL with uh, Urban Meyer. Like, everybody was on Urban Meyer's head, and then as soon as what's the Raider coach? As um, soon as his racist emails came out and his sexist emails, came yeah, out. yeah, yeah, I know he's talking. And his home Gruden, 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 John, or no, Gr- yeah. John, John Gruden. Gruden, yeah. As soon as John Gruden stuff came out, everybody forgot about Urban Meyer, like cheating on his wife in his own restaurant. They forgot about Urban Meyer, but they were just like all focused. Is on that Gruden. what happened? He yeah. kicked one of he kicked the punter. Oh yeah, yeah. But no. he was also he had also lost the support of his whole team. And he oh was, yeah, he was That's out what I heard. like his team lost, and he went out to the bar and got photographed with go. some Tatianas. That's really what happened. Is that he went to his restaurant and he had some like twenty year old, you know. Grinding on him. Yeah, on, sitting on his lap and grinding on him. And the craziest part about that story is his wife's face was painted on the wall in the shot. Like, you could see his wife's face, like, in the back right corner. But, anyways, that's what this reminds me of. It's just so much chaos is happening in other places. And there are white people that it's happening to. We just completely forget about the Middle East. And that's another qualm I've had, like, on TikTok and my socials, is that people are so empathetic of the Russian people and the Ukrainian people, and they didn't show that same energy for the Syrians, the Afghanis, yeah, the, the refugees, especially the Ethiopians. The Ethiopians. They only cared. They only cared when the abrupt le- leaving of the United States, leaving um, Afghanistan. That's the only time they cared. Thirteen people. But died. it was just ammunition to talk shit about the president. That's all it that's was. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's the only time they talked because everything time before it was like hey, Afghanistan. Oh, 13 of our Americans died during in the whole. Like, don't get me wrong. Rest in peace to those 13 that died. But man, that's the only time you cared. Anyways, I just I can. Go it's on. just wild. Like we're sitting here, we're empathetic. Like national, like. Empathy, at least in in social media and the news, is that we we can't sit here and blame the Russian people for the actions of their government. But I could sit here and be like, why did we blame all those 
brown Muslims over there in those countries and for the actions of their, not even government, but their they're gangs, you know? That's what the Taliban and ISIS were. They're just gangs. So Something also we got to think about is, I heard this term called the fog of war. Mm-hmm. And perfect example of this, uh, you guys heard that Snake Island, those people, uh, the Russians pulled up, and they were like, if you guys lay down your arms, we won't kill you. And they said, go fuck yourself. And then supposedly all died, right? Like, hearing that story, you're like, wow. You get emotionally charged up, yeah. and you're like, I... I am with these guys. Like, they're badass. But then you find out later that it wasn't entirely true. Like, a lot of them survived. I think all of them survived. Uh, So, I mean, that's cool that they said that, but it's an entirely different story now. So, like, when you're hearing stories... Oh, so it it came out like that, huh? Yeah. Wow. So, like, when you're hearing stories, you got to be really careful... To like board. wait like a couple days because absolutely, absolutely, new information comes out, contradictory information will come out, and yeah. So I just been taking everything with a grain of salt. I I completely understand. Like yeah. the fog of war is, is you know that they wrote a whole book on like it. the ghost of Kiev. Like I don't know if that guy was real. No, he wasn't real. He wasn't. <laughs> there was a lot of people. A lot of so I think one soldier got offended. Like right? he was on the front yeah. lines. He's like, do not like. Do not let these like what Westerners that try to project Western something fake stories. Like, these projections. It was like, a video oh. game clip, yeah. actually. <laughs> and then he was like, he, "That's me." In Ukrainian, he just said he, he was just like, "Don't let like some like Westerner like fantasy, like yeah. like try to evade what we're romanticize doing what's going yeah. on." Yeah, and I'm just like, it's not happening that way. It's and like, by the way, the only fighter that went around Ukraine got shot down, <laughs> and it got it got the one that that they, he was talking about got shot down. Or I mean, or yeah, there was a lot of misinformation going, on, and there still is, but. What I can say is... People are dying. People are dying. That's people are dying in that country. That's the fact. And, and war, children. War children. is happening. Yeah. And Putin's going after now. Not It's not his lie of saying that he's trying to go de- demilitarize. Oh, really? Then why are you shooting at apartment buildings? Why are you shooting at businesses? Yeah, don't... You're, you're and the United, In the United States, they can't get physically involved until it becomes like a NATO problem. Yeah. Like like you said before, if he expands past Ukraine and he wants to go after like... Poland. If he goes after Poland, it's over. Poland. He's not going to go after Kazakhstan because Kazakhstan's like sort of an ally. Like they gave them some support military. They're a part like of a... Well, they're, they're part of the... There's a program within NATO. Like yeah. it's not... They're not part of NATO, but it's it's the same thing that... Bel- not Belarus. Um, Bosnia and... Um, Belarus? No, Belarus. Belarus. Belarus is very pro-Russia. No, they're no, be, no. But but, they said they wouldn't do shit. Yeah. No, they are. Belarus is in is in the rewards ro- right now too. Uh, yeah, I heard they that assist. They, they assisted Russia. Yeah, they controlled their army to Russia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, so. Belarus is screw you, <laughs> like Belarus, like Lukashenko. But he, Putin needs to be careful. Obviously, like we all know that. But if he goes after uh, a NATO ally, like look, like we've been talking about, like what we did to his economy, we're able to shut it down immediately. We're talking about like one country predominantly against the power of NATO. Yeah. Moldova. Right? You're talking about the United States. You're talking about England. You no, know, we, me and Stuart, we could go to the airport in Donetsk. You know why? It is the same airport from Verdansk. <laughs> We're dropping in Verdansk, guys. We're ready, man. We're dro- I know that place like the back of my hand. I know yeah, all bro. of the sniper spots. <laughs> That's you guys are nerds. Yes, we are. That's We're a Call of Duty We're reference. We're dropping to Verdansk. <laughs> no, it was really funny though because Russian. Uh, paratroopers, they were on TikTok Live coming down out in the parachute, like oh my God. Call of Duty style for real. Where we landing, boys? Yeah, but that's not really funny, I guess. It's not, but it's it's crazy how people are 
I don't know. There's a couple of. Uh, I think he just did get activated in Instagram, but he's a part of that that new platoon of the twenty thousand fighters for Ukraine or stuff like that. It's Kyle Rittenhouse. Send him over. <laughs> he needs to do some since you want to be a hero so bad, bro. Yeah, be a warrior. Yeah, this it's a lot of craziness going on. You know, thoughts and prayers to Ukraine. Um, I have a lot of friends that are Ukrainian, so it's hard. Um, like they even made a petition on pushing Joe Biden to uh, to sink whatever um, refuge mm. as a refugee and stuff like that. And they have like again, it's so hard when you're not an ally. Like most, not even the reason why it was easier for it wasn't even easier for when we did it with Afghanistan. It was ten times even harder for that, but because we were in the middle of the war with them. So the fact that they can claim sanctuary here is because it's refugees coming from the country that we're having a war with. The fact that Ukraine's not an ally, they're not part of NATO. Not part of the UN. It, it makes it ten times harder to get them over here. So it's like, but you have NATO countries around them that were accepting Poland, Germany, all those areas that were like accepting, like come, you can come here, you know, yeah, whatever. Mm. And so it was so hard to watch them. Like my friends talk about, like Joe Biden, be a man of your word. It's like he can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, not without starting World War Three, and, you can't and that's even, literally what everyone wants to avoid. Yeah, and you can't even you can't expedite you can't expedite your citizenship. Like it's like. It's like it's harder for people already as it is to be a citizen here in the it United States. It was hard States. for me, and yeah. I'm a U.S. national. Like it was so, difficult for me. Like, and so I feel bad because like I want I I I feel bad for them, but at yeah. the same time, it's like it's not that easy. And you think a petition's gonna help you like push the issue? It's not. It's not going to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything's chaotic right now. Like, <laughs> the future is pretty crazy. What I will say is a positive is that in just a few hours. Indoor mass mandates are kaput. <laughs> Had to bring her back some positive, everybody. Yes, like finally. I'm about to go to the bars in like an it's hour. It's going to be weird, though, because yeah. I'm going to be out and about and be making weird-ass faces, and no, yeah. I'm going to be like, why and am I doing this? You don't got the shield of the <sighs> and, and, and as us, as an Emma perspective, we're excited for these things to open up. We're excited for uh, mandates to be like I'm still going to wear my fucking mask. Um, Me too. I'm but my there's no... There, there's no like where you don't feel any way that COVID's not a thing, it's still there. Um, there. I ha- got COVID at the beginning of the year. Did you get COVID too, LJ? I got COVID. LJ got December. COVID. I got I'm COVID. the lone soldier. Woohoo! <laughs> Let's go. I went to the Dave Chappelle show and someone there got <laughs> it. And gave it to me. <laughs> LJ, you know what's funny about? I went to see how game. It got COVID. <laughs> the funniest part about that, Mike, is that I saw so many videos about people saying they got COVID from the Dave Chappelle yeah. show. Yeah, a lot. Two of my friends Some got super COVID. Super spreader was up in that bitch. Just yeah. Touching everything. So your boy Stu has, for the past two years, has not caught COVID. Man, um, your boy you fully know. boasted, the boasted, boosted. Um, you're you, boasting right now. You're boasting about your boosting. And fun fact, you could still get COVID even when you're boosted. So, but um, but it might not be as bad. Yeah, I only had it for like five days. Um, I didn't have taste for three of those days and smell. I had a really bad cough, but then <laughs> it all went away. I had to go back to work. My boss got it though, and he was out for like a month. Yeah, I never got a cough, but whenever I get sick, it's always the same. It's like body aches, um, a little nausea. Like, I don't really get a cough anytime I'm sick. And when I had COVID, like, my throat was very, it was burning. It was burning a lot. And then, yeah, I had body aches and I had a little fever, but just for like a couple days. And it went away pretty quick. But we're, we're people that have, you know, we're young. We have strong immune systems. Exercise. Yeah, it's not going to affect. I don't eat right. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I I, I've been I trying. <laughs> no, my needs to tried, be better. I tried, but, you know. But it's not going to affect everybody the same. So our experience is not going to be the same as everybody else's, yeah. basically what I'm saying. So like, what we're saying is COVID's still a thing. It's still out there. Um, we have the COVID plug. 
in the state state of Washington, we actually have been doing a great job. 80% of our state is vaccinated, which is awesome. And I think the number has risen by that time. Um, we have flattened the curve in the state of Washington. We've been doing really good. Um, a lot of people were against the mandates. I mean, I'm not here to question who. The 20% that's not vaccinated is all Eastern Washington. They all drove to D.C. <laughs> yeah. They, they all and, drove to D.C. Yeah, and so um, we're just be safe, y'all. Just, just like this is kind of the thing where with me, I'm glad the mask mandate is lifting just because now it's it's giving ownership to Americans, Washingtonians to say, hey, if you're not feeling well, you're in charge of your own health. Stay home. Stay home. Um, you should have been already washing your hands and sanitizing. If you haven't been, I really hope in the past two years you've learned how to do that. Um, I've never sanitized my hands so many times in my life. Literally, I can count it on like I can't even count them on two hands on how many times I sanitize my hands. Um and it's just it's just a precautionary thing. Like I want to be safe. Um, I mean, I work a job where I'm around a lot of people, so I'm excited. No more masks starting tonight at eleven fifty. Nice. So you're gonna have a first church service with no mask? No, dude. I I serve at a very like they don't they're not outspoken about a very conservative church. Oh, so they weren't wearing they, masks. Literally, anyways. it was masks. So <laughs> it's like I'm one of the only staff members that wears a mask, and I look like out of place. There's times I don't wear it, but there's most of the time I do try to wear it just because I want people. There's a, a church like one church member that can't doesn't go to our church anymore because of it. Um, I felt bad because they wrote an email to us saying like we're not no longer gonna attend if you guys don't wear a mask if like you guys are gonna honor the mask mandate. So well, you can just watch it online then. then <laughs> goddamn evangelicals. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jesus tells me. But everybody, this is pretty much the end. We it was appreciate a great y'all. episode. We oh, talked yeah. about a lot. <laughs> a Thanks lot. for listening to us. You know, we really appreciate it, and we're gonna make this a weekly thing again. Every yes, sir. It's coming Saturday. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Boys, drop your guys' uh, socials right now. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at I'm Stuart Jennings. Yes, that's literally my Instagram. And then TikTok, you can follow me at Sela, which is S-E-L-A-H dot F-M. <laughs> and uh, don't follow me. I'll just say that. Just keep it to yourselves. Don't be a creeper. Don't it's be okay. a creeper. I don't need your follow. <laughs> hey, when I grab the, the clip from this uh, podcast, I'll drop your guys' socials. But you guys can follow me at live.jennings on TikTok. That's really the only social media app I use. Um, on Instagram, it's L underscore Jennings with a Z. I'm pretty sure. Jake's got any shout outs? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're fine. You're fine. That's part of our thing. Shout outs. Where do we got some shout outs? Go ahead, see. Me? Shout outs? Um, shout out to Chuck for the White Claws in, hey. the, in the Jamesons. Chuck every week. You and, get a shout out. And the, and the Red Bulls. Shout out to. Some really just really cool people that have hit me up to ask about the podcast. Miranda King, um, really on top of it. Some cool new people from TikTok um, that reached out about the podcast. And I was like, dude, it's my brother's podcast. I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fired. Oh, you're here. You're here. You're <laughs> part. But um, it's just cool. I mean, I'm a, I didn't mean to speak this long about it, but I'm just like, it's so cool to see the influence that both LJ and Mike have really pushed the podcast. And I'm just glad to be back. We love you, too. Come yep. on. You're a part Come of this. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say shout out to my sister Katie for winning the state championship. Yeah. Shout out to my brother Matthew. He's going to win one next year. Yeah. And um, let's also get a shout out. Oh, shoot. I had one, but it, it totally. Oh, shout out to my homie Wayne who got married on 2 what? Yeah. 22 22. Congratulations. To his beautiful wife, player, Nikki. Right? Yep. Hey, I don't know why I did uh, that. It was emotions. a great. Uh, I, I wasn't a part of the ceremony, but I got to go to the dinner and it was really nice. Saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Oh, also, go Zags. We're coming into March Madness. Come on. And Number this one. is already last year. We didn't we didn't take it home. 
yeah, we're number one in your hearts, number one in your bracket. Your womb lands. Yeah, number one <laughs> in yeah, the womb Yeah, because Duke's number two. Sheesh. I don't, I don't even think they're number two, are they? Uh-huh. At least that's what I saw. Let's see. I want to give a shout out to me and Stu's Uncle Eric. Uh, if I can switch gears real quick, our Uncle Eric just passed away about a week ago. Um, we're just hearing stuff about it in the last few days because uh, a lot of chaos in that in that family. But Uncle Eric was an amazing person, one of our first uh, babysitters, one of our first uncles that raised us back in California. Wonderful person, um, very happy, positive individual, and uh, he will be missed. He's leaving behind two children, and yeah, thoughts and prayers to that family and to our family, and uh, yeah, we love you, Uncle Eric. Love you, Uncle Eric, the Alrighty. big friendly giant. All right, everybody, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you.